everybody. My name is Miriam and we're here for another podcast of Animal Wisdom Stories. And I'm here with Ginny Jablonski all the way from Arizona. Hello and welcome, Ginny. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. Um, Ginny, you're also an animal communicator and you're an equine medicine facilitator and public speaker and also um, energetic healer. Is that correct? Yes. And um, you have um, specialized to work with traumatized animals and humans. How did you sort of go into that field coming from you? You started with animal communication first, right? Actually, no. Okay. Um, and to be clear, it was totally unexpected and, and not even on my radar. Um, there, I've done many interviews on my personal story, my medical journey, my spiritual journey, and all of that can be found in different interviews on my website, uh, which we can talk about later. But in brief, I was a diplomatic protection agent. I worked for an international corporation owned by the family of one of the former presidents of the United States. And um, I became ill. I had to retire. We could not figure out what was wrong with me medically. And seven or eight years into my medical journey, I gave in and I accepted opioid medication. Four years after that, I had a near-death experience. And that changed everything, didn't it? And that changed everything. And that is very well documented. I speak out at um, annual conferences of doctors. I, I speak out against the overprescription of opioids. I talk about my medical journey. I promote um, osteopathic chiropractic uh, medicine, Chinese medicine, and all of, you know, I, I do other things as well, um, which I'm, I'm quite pleased about the, the effect that, that, that my uh, endeavors and passion has had on others, but that can all be found on my website. Um, where, where you're and us together today are wanting to go um, is what happened to me after my near-death experience. And I, I, there were horses involved and donkeys involved. And I had previously been a horse person, uh, rescued off the track thoroughbreds, performance horses, sanctuary horses, blind horses, sick horses, injured horses, you name it. Um, $100,000 horses, dollar horses. And um, after my near-death experience, I was able to see energy. I was able to telepathically communicate. Uh, people who had crossed over, animals who had crossed over came to me. And again, no one was more surprised than me or my husband. <laughs> I majored in economics. My husband has two degrees in science. He attended both Caltech and UCLA. I, um, I, I was a numbers person, a statistics person, a, you know, both of us, um, very grounded in science, you know, believing that medical doctors knew everything, had no knowledge of alternative medicine, alternative healing. I had never experienced energy healing. Even at the simplest level, I had never heard of Reiki. So after my near-death experience, I knew that I had to get off of opioids and my doctors were not supportive of that. It was against medical advice that I uh, 
decided to to get off of the opioids and save my life, um, which was a little ironic that I wanted to live because I had basically been bedridden for nine years prior to that. So I knew somehow that there was something important for me to do, but I had no idea what that was. And I went on a journey. I, I didn't know anything, so I was willing to experience everything. I tried everything. I went down a lot of rabbit holes. And I like to say, um, you know, with a little cheek that I was in the ditch more than I was on the path on my journey, you, you know. And it was all a, he, a learning experience. In hindsight, now I can say I went in the ditch to experience all of these other healing modalities and esoteric philosophies and, and, and religious ideologies and mythologies uh, in order that I can communicate with a lot of people from a wide um, range of religious background, whatever that might be, so that I can talk with them and share with them in their terms, in their language, what they resonate with, the simplest tools that I have learned on my journey. And on that journey, I kept being told by healers, you know, you're a healer. And I would say, oh, wait a second, you know, I'm, I have had trauma, I've experienced abuse, and I've suffered, and I've, I've been ill for a lot of years, and I've been depressed, and I have to overcome that before I can even begin to think that I'm a healer. And um, looking at these people who were telling me this, they had studied for 20 or 30 years, they had interned with masters and amassed such an incredible amount of knowledge in, in one or more philosophies or healing modalities that I felt a little um, like if I tried to, to say that I was a healer, I would sort of feel like a fraud, you know, and I felt that I needed to learn more. And, and that's what I did. I invested my time and money on an incredible journey. And um, I studied pranic medicine, Chinese medicine. I, I, um, I didn't take a deep dive, not to the master level, of course, because it's only been, you know, about nine or 10 years, but it was a seven day a week job. I traveled around the world. I would go from one week long, 10 day course, two week course, to a few days off to a three or four week course on one side of the, you know, I went to Australia and worked with Aborigines. I worked with shaman from Brazil. I worked, I followed a native American medicine man uh, for two years. Um, and when he died, when he was dying of cancer, he came to our home and stayed with us. And I was the one that took him to the, to the doctor, to the VA. He had been, uh, he was a veteran. Uh, so I studied quite a bit. I've invested over 16,000 hours of learning and reading and studying and becoming certified. And mostly I have walked away from all of the protocol, but it very much informs my work and it gives me a platform from which to communicate with people. So if you resonate more with Buddhism, we can talk about the four humble abodes. If you resonate more with Hinduism, or um, Yogananda, we can talk about uh, pranayama or the benefits of meditation. If you resonate more um, 
you know, from a scientific perspective, we can talk about Dr. Joe Dispenza and his incredible work. And when you get to the advanced level of Dr. Dispenza's work, who is a neuroscientist and who is very much into um, utilizing meditation to change the way to think, to change the way the chemicals are produced in the body to change our health by changing our mind. When you get to the advanced level, I can communicate with you about that because all roads, Mm -hmm. as they say, lead home, all roads lead to the heart at the highest level. And that's where we are disconnected. Um, so to speak, that is where we are carrying our wounds, which block us from being in alignment with our soul purpose and hearing our soul and receiving the messages. And that's what the animals talk about as well. So eventually on my journey, obviously I said, okay, fine, I, I'll work with people. And I did, I, I didn't agree to charge a lot of money. Um, you know, people said, oh, you should charge $300 an hour. Now, when you have, when some people have near-death experiences, when we come back, when I came back, I had an opening to the other side that was phenomenal. And I was bringing information through and messages that was just life-changing, so profound, so significant, and perfect and unique for each individual person that I worked with on their journey. That was perfect to get them off of whatever milestone they happened to perceive themselves to be stuck at, etc. But what happened was, while I was working with the people, like, for example, I'd be speaking with you, and then I would say, well, do you, I see a white dog, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and um, do you have a white dog? Well, either the dog was alive or had passed away, or it might have been their kitten from when they were little, or a dog that their mother, you know, a chihuahua or a, a doxy, you know, that their mother loved or what have you. And I would give messages. And some of the messages were just as simple as, you know, I'm with you and I love you and I remember you and I thank you for your your kindness and your compassion and your open heart. And some of the messages were, you know, this is why you seem to be stuck or suffering. And let me tell you a story or let me give you a suggestion. And um, when the animals started coming in, I was a little bit miffed by that. I thought, why are these animals, you know, bothering me, (laughs) you know, and because I didn't remember that I had an agreement to work with the animals. And so I did some, I went to some uh, spiritual counselors myself. I got uh, hypnotic regression and a lot of different services for myself to look into why the animals were um, participating in, in my opinion, interfering. And I was shown and remembered then that it was actually the animals that I was supposed to be a messenger for. And that my journey in healing myself was pivotal to be able to share with other humans how I healed and what tools worked for me and what I tried but didn't work for me but might work for you so I could sort of choose from a menu of opportunities and options that most people might not be able to financially afford. I was lucky enough that my husband wanted me to live and he said here's my life savings do with it what you will I don't want you to die and most people you know don't have that kind of support or financial resources available to them. And, and I learned a lot on my journey. 
which eventually led me to working with the animals. And believe it or not, and so many in, in our line of work disagree with this, but believe it or not, the animals experience similar trauma to us. They hold emotions and memories in parts of their brain and their energy construct in a similar way to humans. They take on belief systems. Their heart can become broken and they can become stifled or blocked from communicating with their own soul family. And that is what I have experienced and why I believe I have been able to be so tremendously successful in my work is that I'm willing to hear them say things that oftentimes others are not willing to accept as truth or reality. Does, does that make sense? Completely. Um, how do you think that the, these messages or the communication with your animals have changed your path or your life? Do you, do you feel that the, the messages that you channeled and maybe sometimes channeled for other people um, have also kind of helped you in your life or, you know, helped you on your path? Well, by the time that I began to channel animals or communicate with animals, which was about 20, late 2014, early 2015, and it was very sporadic then, um, I was well on my way. Um, I, had, I had learned a lot of protocol. I had learned a lot of um, esoteric belief systems and structures but by no means was I completely healed. And I, I would ag agree with that, that when I began to work with the animals, I was able to heal in more profound ways, but more subtle ways from a human perspective, which facilitated spiritual expansion, which was unexpected and 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 beautiful and 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 again i use the word i'm sorry to use the word twice but expansive mm -hmm. in ways that that were um unforeseen for sure my um my experience is that my animals have changed my life and especially my horse um golden arrow has changed my life um in a way that i was able to move um kind of from the trauma that I, I kind of experienced in my childhood. And he came to me, he was given to me um, because his um, previous owner, she couldn't keep him anymore and she didn't want to keep him. And she had tried to um, train him and she, she couldn't train him. And so he came to me and by him just coming into my life, and I, I did an um, animal communication course at the same time. So him coming and him starting to communicate with me when I was, while I was learning changed things inside me and in my life. And um, so, you know, what you say about the, the traumatic experience, you know, here was a horse that was just given away because he was not... Um, he was not wanted anymore in a way, you know? Um, and here I was, the girl that thought that didn't, you know, didn't fit in. And uh, 
that thought that uh, my mother didn't want me the way I was, but wanted me to do, be a different girl. So we paired up and we were able to move to a new place together and to let go of that um, yeah, stored energy or experience. I absolutely agree. And my experience with animals is they go right to the heart of the matter. Yeah. They address the belief systems or the wounds or the feeling of powerless or the doubt or the, um, the confusion or the energies that are trapped in us where if you if as a human being you start on a human path or a spiritual journey you you look to a modality you look to a philosophy and you begin at the beginning and you walk the path well i've been there and all of these modalities they do not start talking about turning inside and going into the heart and finding out where you're blocked from connecting to your soul and perceiving your own energies until you go through a couple of years of training. You level one, level two, level three, where the animals can walk right up to you, right to your elbow, right to your shoulder, right to your heart, right, right. To, your, to your gut where that trauma from childhood is being stored, where the worry and anxiety is in your stomach, where the grief is in your lungs, where the confusion is in our mind, where the block to our free will is in our throat or whatever that might be. And although that might seem very simplistic, we do not have to be spiritual, esoteric masters to heal ourselves. But conversely, to be told, just meditate and go within, everything you need is within, does not really validate the truth that most of us are blocked within. Right. So we are either given too much information, a really long journey, a roadmap of the energetic construct, whether perceived by the Hindus, the Buddhists, Shintoism, Islam, uh, the Tao, right, which can take years to study and master, or we're told almost condescendingly, almost in a way that makes us feel shame or bad or inadequate, just meditate and go within. Or the new thing, which is a very old, ancient thing, but just breathe and you'll be fine. Just breathe a certain way and you're going to overcome, you know, the fight or flight and all of a sudden you're going to heal. Well, there, there is truth in every single thing that we just said. And there is certainly a place where psychotherapy and psychiatric treatment and, and medication is absolutely necessary, just as there is reason for you know, traumatic injury, for, for surgery, et cetera. But most people, in my experience, most people who are experiencing a little bit of pain, a little bit of arthritis, a little pain in the shoulder, a little heartache, a little high blood pressure, a little anxiety, it's trapped energy. And that's what the horse goes right to. And of course, there are ways other than the horses to, to do those types of things. But wow, what a gift from, from spirit and the creator to have the horses and the dogs and other animals to help us cut through the spiritual red tape, right? 
Yes, <laughs> I completely agree because um, I completely agree what you just said about the uh, esoteric kind of, um, you know, the spiritual world in a way, you know, either giving you too much information or very little information. Um, my, my sort of slogan that I kind of, I, my pet hate is uh, just think positive. You know, for me, you know, that is sort of, it's part of us, you know, having both sides, you know, you acknowledge when you're not feeling so well and acknowledge when you're feeling well. And, um, and I found that animals, they don't have that kind of separation of, you know, this is a bad emotion or that's a, that's a good emotion. You know, it is. And this is something like, you know, animals ground me in a way because there's no duality in their, in their view of the world. It's not this or that. It's more, it is. And um, yeah, so I find that kind of grounding kind of going back to myself well you you bring up a point that i missed and i'm so glad um you know the power of positive thinking manifest your you know here uh the power of attraction right okay lay down and breathe and i'm going to walk you through this hypnotic meditation pranayama um mantras i remember i think right around 2011 or 2012 is when I think Oprah either first or did a wonderful partnership with Deepak Chopra. And it was um, a 21 week um, affirmative mantra statement. So, you know, I am love. I am uh, powerful. I am, you know, the, all of these I am statements. And I tried that in the beginning of my journey. Well, when we're traumatized, imagine, like, imagine somebody just has like five issues, you know, we have five issues or five traumas we've experienced. Well, what if somebody has, you know, 20 issues, and they're all tangled together like a giant ball of yarn. And in that is all of these belief systems. I am not good. I am not powerful. I will not succeed. My needs will be never be met. I will never be appreciated. I will never be loved. I am not safe being loved. I cannot trust the, the masculine, the feminine, and I can go on and on and on, right? This is similar in my, this is just my experience. People go a lot to neuro-linguistic programming practitioners. Now this works for same for some, the same way mantras work for some. But for those of us who have PTSD or complex PTSD, and we have thoughts that are creating our reality and they're looping thoughts, and there are many of them that are grounded in fear and doubt and shame, which are very deep, which create a myriad of thoughts, a complex myriad of thoughts, which create or diminish chemical processes in the brain, which then affect our entire body from the thyroid to the pancreas, to the kidneys, you name it, right? And the systems, the respiratory system, the lymphatic system, the circulatory system, the endocrine system, you name it, right? What I have found for me on my journey and those that have come to me is if someone tried to program in a thought, you are worthy, you are beautiful, you are loved, you are powerful. Well, I had 50 
contrary belief systems that now those beautiful belief systems were coming up against and it made it made me even more explosive it, it mm -hmm. triggered me more does that make sense mm -hmm. so yes those things do work for some people but for most of us in the in the western world the developed nations you know we are living in a society of stress and strong belief and polarity and there is much more to be done much more to be unpacked than just a simple think positive absolutely um you had a very special horse in your life is yes. that correct is that blue his name was right yes so tell me a little bit um or maybe we can do it the other way around i actually connected with blue for a message for today and um, maybe you can share a little bit about him afterwards um, i connected with him and uh, i didn't know anything about him <laughs> so i just asked him what he wanted to share today so first of all blue showed me um, that he has been with you in former lifetimes he's been connected with you in uh, in in different lives um he comes into or he came into your or he comes into your life to help you transition to a deeper understanding of yourself and this deepened connection brings such abundant happiness and joy and then i asked him what he wanted to share with us today and he said i'm here in this universe to help humans connect with themselves in a deeper and authentic way when the humans are not suspecting anything, I'm doing energy work on their soul so that they wake up in the next morning with a big smile on their face and love in their heart. At the moment, I don't have a special assignment, but I'm here radiating energy and love to all of you because you all need a little cheering up. That's what he's sensing. <laughs> so I'm sending you rays of love for you to connect to your innermost happiness. Whatever the circumstances, you all can be happy and joyous when you connect to yourself and other human or animal souls. So choose connection today and let the healing energy flow to every cell in your body. This is what Blue wanted to share. Beautiful. And I echo his sentiments. I feel that creating community and partnership is really important. And in our different spiritual esoteric communities there still is a lot of competition and spiritual ego and we need to overcome that and i believe the way the path forward is through the heart and through non-judgment uh you know we are all at different places on our on our path um so blue i met in 2008 uh, he uh, had was um, like a hundred thousand dollars at full. He was went to a very wealthy family. They were going to he was going to be a Grand Prix jumper and break the world's record. You know, very tall, seventeen and a half hand appendix, and he was very explosive. He could not be tied. I was training in Vicaro horsemanship, and it was time for me to have a project horse that I would train for eight years and take him from the ground to saddle to reining through the Vaquero way. And um, unfortunately, my health declined significantly while I owned him. 
And just about a year before my near-death experience, I, we had to sell our ranch and move closer to the city to, so that I could be closer to hospitals. One of my horses went, that was a former off-the-track thoroughbred, went to be a dressage a competitor. And Blue could not be, he would never be tied. He would never be trained. He could not be a performance horse. Um, and, and certainly you had to be an animal communicator to get him to do anything. If you had a thought in your mind, he would rear up, he would throw you, he, you know, he, he really was a teacher and he really forced, as he used the word authentic, if you read his story on my website, it's, he, he, he challenged each of us to be our authentic self. So that's a beautiful, um, uh, very clear validation that you were speaking with him and that would be his message. And he taught me uh, about animal communication through him showing me that he knew what I was thinking and how I was thinking right. and how I was feeling. And I placed him in a sanctuary a year before my near-death experience. And then I went to the sanctuary and I volunteered a lot. And I was there every day, then five or six days a week, then four or five, three or four days a week until eventually my health declined that I couldn't get out of bed and I eventually had a near-death experience. Um, and, and after that, and when I was well again, I got him back as well as four other horses from the sanctuary, <laughs> his best friends. Basically, I brought his little herd uh, home, home with me when I was off of the opioids. And um, he then taught me about animal communication and connection. And he was always with me as I traveled across the U.S. My clients, you could all almost... Um, uh, anticipate a client saying, I see a gray horse or I see a white horse with a blue cloud over him, you know, and, and he was with me all the time. If I was, uh, I was staying at a girlfriend's house in Idaho once and she said, I came into the guest room to make sure it was ready for you last night. And he was right at the door. He was right there, large as life, making sure it was safe for you. So he was always with me. Um, he's a guide for me on the other side. He talks very much about, um, about the heart and connection and community and authenticity and healing the heart. So you're absolutely right on. <laughs> and he passed away about four, four or five weeks ago. Yeah, I'm so sorry about that because it's so hard to let, let your soul animal go. I mean, even though we all know it's like kind of, we're still connected, but still, you know, losing the, um, you know, the, the, the form that we can kind of touch and feel and, and be close to is, is um, yeah, it's sad and it's hard. Right. right. So, um, yeah, but, um, you know, even though it's, it's kind of, it's difficult sometimes. I mean, you know, I'm, 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 I'm thinking about, I'm already thinking about um, Golden Arrow, you know, Golden Arrow is, is my um, soul horse and um, he's white as well. <laughs> so maybe they come in, 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 in shades of white. Um, yeah. And he has helped me and showed me animal communication as well. He's not, he doesn't, he's not talkative, you know, I had my, animal communication teacher she wanted to communicate with him and he said no he said not now you know he was waiting 
for me to get ready to communicate with him and uh, get that important message and so that the message wasn't given before that so um yeah so would I you like me to go yeah ahead. no i was just gonna say would you like to to tune in to to golden arrow sure so the way i work is that i first open my heart space i make sure that i'm grounded and that i'm in my heart so i heard of, i heard him say you may you may so he's very polite he says he wants to give me a message the audience the audience myself and the audience a message he says you're already you already know these things but he wants your audience to know he's talking about standing in love and he's showing me his four feet grounding on the earth grounded in compassion and connection for all life and that in this time of disconnection of pardon me perceived disconnection we can all find connection through nature through the animals through the earth through our heart space to all life to the all and this he is reminding us that this is where all answers lie all answers lie in the heart there's more to be learned about the nature of humanity the fragility of life as we know it and how that can be overcome this has been discussed today the thoughts and the mind animals in nature do not live constantly in fear they react they flee they check their surroundings for safety they breathe ground again connect to one another again and resume their experience sensing nature around them being one with all life around them for humans it is not so easy to go back to sensing all life around them if they ever have for some have been born into a culture of stress and disconnection they have forgotten that they can be grounded that they can be grounded in a community that they can be connected to nature and that there is great healing to be found when one taps in to their senses of those energies which can contribute to healing going inside is not just a platitude but as was mentioned earlier 
without further learning or education, just the words can sometimes, he said, be, be empty or meaningless, unhelpful, that one needs to be able to experience a shift in the electromagnetic energies, a shift, a pause in their own frenetic thoughts or energy. And that is what being in the electromagnetic energy field of a heart, of a, pardon me, of a horse can sometimes facilitate. But I wish to be clear that not all horses are capable of facilitating this. Many horses in domestication are traumatized and they themselves are disconnected. They cannot be the teachers or healers you wish them to be. But those who are coming from the wild, those who are being rounded up and adopted or utilized in facilitation programs can offer great guidance and wisdom. Some who have been domesticated can heal to a point where they can also connect to and provide or be a source for this wisdom. Many are happy to provide this service, but some are unable or unwilling to. This is part of Ginny's work. Ginny works with those who have been traumatized or disconnected, whose hearts are wounded, and who do not remember the wisdom that they have available to them. In much the same way that humans do not remember their connection, their place in the universe, their magnificence. So healing, the answers, the path to healing for both horse and human, for both the animal kingdom and humanity, the paths are very similar. And it is important to have these conversations and to connect at this level and to clear away the confusion, the distortion, the, the limitation of how humans and animals can connect. Because there are many ways that wisdom can be shared. There are many ways for an animal to communicate with a human, and I would like the both of you to discuss this now. Is there anything else you would ask of me at this time? Miriam, do you have any questions for your horse? No, I'm okay. Thank you. Thank so you very much. She says no, and so with love and gratitude, we thank you. So behind your horse 
there was a council of 13 horses with 13 grandmothers with staffs and feathers and 13 white wolves, which for me is a manifestation of my guide, the star nation, the horse nation, and the indigenous peoples, as well as the wolf, which is my primary guide, and the horse is my secondary guide. And so they came through through me. So I don't remember what was said. I hope it was helpful and and contributed to the conversation you wanted to have. You know what? It was very, very beautiful. And um you know you will you when when you watch this recording you will you will see because i actually channeled a message of your new horse or the horse that that is going to come to you it's yes. called annie right so we still have time for just one more message the interesting thing is that what i channeled from annie is very much along the same sort of path of what golden arrow just said so um, um, this is actually, it's very, it's very interesting. Um, do you want me to just? Please, and then I'll tell Annie's story. Sure. Okay. So this is what Annie said. I know that you, Ginny, have had such an amazing connection with your former horse, Blue. But I know I'm coming to you for a different reason. We both are sharing parts in our story that we need to uncover and cherish. And I will be part of this transformation and healing in your and other people's life. I can't wait to be with you, Jenny. When you look into my beautiful blue eyes, you see yourself. When you connect to my big heart, you will feel your own heart. And when you connect to my soul, I'm going to show you yours. I'm not just a mirror but I'm reflecting your beams of love right back at you for you to see how beautiful you are, even in the times when you don't suspect you have any beams of love inside you. I will show you this beam of love every day of our life together, as love is here to transform all our worries, pain and sadness into unconditional love and harmony. In these trying times, go and find a place where you can put your bare feet on the ground and breathe in the Earth's soul energy. With every breath, you will connect to the Earth's love, and that is what human, humans need right now. We horses love you very much. Please keep connecting with us. <laughs> so if I may tell Annie's story, um, I volunteer at a wonderful sanctuary in Phoenix. I, of course, I volunteer across the United States and Canada at many sanctuaries, but one in particular. And about six weeks ago, I was called to the sanctuary for a horse that was having a lot of difficulty. And um, I had spoken with the horse and I was going to talk to the barn manager and I was walking very swiftly through the breezeway of the barn. And I heard this faint voice say, I'm special. <laughs> and I stopped in my tracks and I looked around and and there were on one side of the barn were six stalls and I looked one, two, three, no, no, no. And I looked one, two, no. And I look in the stall and there's this completely white paint with 
a sorrel color ears and a tiny little medicine hat. And she was against the outer wall of the barn and her head was down and she just looked miserable. And I repeated to her, you're special. And so she was like this and she went, you heard me, <laughs> you know? And I said, yes, I heard you. Um, she said, I'm a teacher, I'm a healer and nobody knows. And I said, well, I will tell the barn manager right now I'm going to, because this is not uncommon. Horses all the time ask to come home with me everywhere I go. It's not, it's not uncommon. And I'm like, hold that thought. I'll go tell somebody else you're special, you know? And I was in a hurry. And I said, well, what's your name? And I looked at the placard on the wall and it said queen. Okay, I'll go tell them that queen is very, and she said, no, that's not my name. My name is Annie but you can write a net on the certificate. And I said, okay. So I went and I told the barn manager, I said, this horse has to go to a therapy program or live with an animal communicator or something because she's, she's a medicine horse now. And I was very clear. I said, yes, she has medicine hat markings, but not every medicine hat is a medicine horse. So please know this one is and she needs a special home. And they said, okay, and I left. They asked me to come back a couple of weeks later, and um, I, uh, I, I just stopped to say hi to Annie, how, how are you doing? And she put her, you know, brought her head out into the hallway of the stall, and she said, am I coming to live with you? And I'm like, uh, no, uh, my barn is full, and I have two horses on the way from Colorado. And and she backed up into the stall and went and put her head in the corner. And I said, "I'm I'm so sorry. Did I did I give you the impression that you were going to come and live?" She wouldn't talk to me. She wouldn't look at me. So I told the barn manager, "I'm sorry. There's been a misunderstanding. She might be a little upset." And she goes, "Oh, that's a a moody mare, you know." Well, overnight and the next morning, I couldn't stop thinking about her. And so I connected the next morning and I said, are you, you already know you're supposed to live with me. Yes. You're, you're going to come live with me, aren't you? Yes. And I said, okay, well, I have to ask the barn manager for permission for you to live in a non-riding home because I have a therapy program here and you may be a performance horse. I don't know. I, do, I just don't know. And I, I contacted the barn manager and she said, we require a non-riding home for her. And I couldn't think of a better home. So, so beautiful. But, you know, we're, we humans, we're the last ones to know, even animal communicators, you know? Right. So when is she coming to your place? Uh, Monday or Tuesday. So tomorrow or wow. in one or two days. Yeah, she'll be wow. here in one or two days. So um, I, this is actually all we have time for, um, but I'm so looking forward to, to uh, connect with you again and maybe connect with Annie and see, you know, what's happening and what, what the, uh, the progress is with you two, what's going to happen. It sounds very, you know, exciting. Mm -hmm. So do well, I, do, I, do, I do believe that she is a soul healer. Uh, for both horse and human. So uh, I, I very much resonate with the message that you shared. And thank you. That was beautiful. Just beautiful. Thank you. You know, it wasn't me putting the, the, the words like this. So she is like a poet at heart. You know, the way she was putting these sentences, 
um, it was like little poems. So um, she might want to be a writer too, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that works out because I think I have a couple of books in me already. Then I think she can help you to find the right words or to put them in the, in the special way. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much. So Jenny, thank you so much. Thank you so much for, for connecting with uh, Golden Arrow. Um, that really resonated with me. And he is a very um, old soul. And he's, you know, the way he was, he was giving us this message, I felt like it was this old grandfather sitting in the in the chair you know telling us his his wisdom so um that was very nice I think at the very end as I was coming forward there was a request to talk about animal communication and the different forms it could take and that is very is a subject that is very near and dear to my heart so if ever you would like to to speak about that i certainly would would be happy to come back and have that conversation definitely i think there's so much more we can talk about and there is so much more to be discussed so i'm so looking forward to talking to you again and uh connecting with you again so um Thank you for today and thank you for now. And uh, we'll see each other very soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye.